Welcome to Speak Up, the Speech Pathology Australia podcast. This podcast series highlights conversations with esteemed contributors in the speech pathology space. We explore key issues in the profession in a short and easy to listen to format. This week's episode features Trish Johnson and Nadia Moroshinsky, part of the team at Speech Pathology Australia. Trish is the manager of ethics and professional issues, and Nadia is an ethics advisor. Let's listen now. Hi, Trish and Nadia, and thank you for joining me today. Hi, Marie. Hi, Marie. So we'll start off by asking you both what your current, about your current roles here at Speech Pathology Australia. And Trish, you're the manager of ethics and professional issues. So can you tell me a little bit about what your current role involves? Sure. Well, I work here at National Office four days a week and basically I'm here to help support members if they have any ethical issues that they're facing, if uh, they are having dilemmas that they're trying to work through and just need someone to chat about those sorts of um, problems that they're facing in their everyday practice. Certainly, I don't say that I have all the answers. It's more just someone to talk through the situation with, see if there's some in, uh, information that I can add that will help them sort out what's an appropriate decision to make and support their decision making with the resources that we have. And I also manage formal complaints against a speech pathologist, which I know can be a really scary thing if I have to call somebody and tell them that there has been a formal complaint received, but I'm very much the support person once that has been submitted and can help the speech pathologist to manage the whole process and support them through that as well. Mm. And uh, it's great to have Nadia on board working with me as well, because uh, Nadia helps with all of those. I'll let her talk about her role too. Fantastic. So Nadia, you're the ethics advisor. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yes, for sure. I have a fairly similar role. A lot of it is helping facilitate what Trish is doing. I also work a lot with members and help them navigate through ethical issues that they're dealing with. Um, A lot of what I do is around consent, confidentiality, conflict of interest, and then a lot of work around advertising as well. Um, So we do a lot of supporting members, creating documents that's going to help them figure out the answers for themselves, or if they can't do that themselves, we work through them together. I suppose what I've found really interesting in working with both of you is that the advice that you do give is very much underpinned and informed by what is ethically appropriate mm. when it comes to any decision making that is that is carried out, is that correct? Yes, that's right. And one of the, the big mantras that Nadia and I bang on about is that ethics is every part of every clinical decision that we make. And so it's not something that sits outside our clinical practices, speech pathologists, it's actually completely embedded in everything we do. And so the more conscious we are about what the ethical issues might be, what principles and values might assist us in identifying within a situation, then the more supported we can feel about our decisions and making sure that we're comfortable with making the right decision at that time. But sometimes things come up where there is no better decision. There are different pathways of actions that can be taken or two different actions that look equally as difficult but again it's about understanding what the ethical principles and values are what standards of practice we have applying those to the decisions that we're facing to the situations and the context that we work in and seeing what is the best possible outcome for the client so what about the roles that you did prior to commencing these ones here at Spa? Nadia, tell us a little bit about yourself. 
I was working in, and still am, working in disability, mostly early intervention with children on the autism spectrum. Um, when in that role, I was doing a lot of staff mentoring and supervision as well. We were talking about the code of ethics on a daily basis and how it was helping and supporting all of those staff make those decisions. And so this felt like a relatively natural next step for me to be able to talk to members as a whole about those things. So making decisions in your everyday practice, yeah by referring to the code of ethics supports that decision-making process, is that correct? Absolutely. A lot of the decisions that we make, we don't necessarily think about them as being ethical decisions, but every decision we make a lot of the time can be brought back to the principles and values that are laid out in our code of ethics. So it kind of supports your decision-making and it makes it easier for you, so it's less... It's less subjective and gives you more guidance. Absolutely. And objectivity is something that, as a field, we we strive to to do more of and do better at. Interesting. And what about you, Trish? What did you do prior to working for us at SPA? Well, I've been here almost five years now, which is amazing that it's gone like a flash. Um, Before that, my clinical work was in health and working with adults predominantly. So I've worked in public health, in private health, and also in private practice, and I've had Uh, clinical roles, management roles, and I managed a large multidisciplinary private practice just before I came here. So I think I have um, a reasonable understanding of where some of the ethical issues that really flummox people can lie and where they can arise um, and really enjoy talking about those things with members who are grappling with some pretty interesting situations out there. Mm. Mm. Do you think that you're both being speech pathologists helps inform your roles that you do here at SPA? Definitely. I think it would be hard to do without being a speech pathologist. Absolutely. I I think it's something that um, definitely helps supplement your ability to relate to people and the situations that they're in. So I know how I'm very much aware of how busy you both are on a daily basis and I, I see you both busy on the phones and on your emails and talking to a lot of members. What are some of the most frequently asked questions and issues that come by your desk on a daily basis? Sure. Well, it's Trish here and I'll start. Um, You're right. A big part of our roles is to be here to support members and to talk through any issues or questions that they might have, show them where the resources sit on the website, some of the education resources we have and the decision-making tools. But certainly one of the biggest um, issues that I'm talking to people about at the moment is documentation. So maintaining appropriate file notes for clients, what's the accepted sort of average time that you need to get those done within and the the industry standard for allied health is around 24 to 48 hours maximum because otherwise then potentially the recall of what happened in a session could be called into question Mm -hmm. so for example for those in private practice it's a good idea to have a policy that your staff or you as a sole practitioner make sure you adhere to Mm -hmm. so do you have a policy about how people have time scheduled to write their notes, uh, how those notes are stored in terms of is it a hard copy still or do you use an electronic format and some of the issues around that, but also how do you keep track of whether people are maintaining records in a timely manner but also in an appropriate manner. So are they complete enough? The the idea of a record really is that another speech pathologist should be able to pick up that client record and pretty much have an idea of what to do next, where the client is, what their issues are, what the goals are, how you're working on it. 
And so the record really needs to be at that sort of level. So I would encourage everybody, if they haven't done so re recently, is have a look at the policy that you have. Is it fit for purpose? Does it actually support your staff to make sure their records are good? Why do you think it's such a hot topic at the mm. moment, record keeping? Do things just come around in cycles, issues come around in cycles? They is that what it is? really, really do. It's mm -hmm. really yeah. interesting. There'll be periods of time where you won't ask a, que ask a question about anything in particular, and then you'll have seven questions in a day on one particular topic. At the moment, for me, it's around parenting orders. That's something that's coming up a lot. Separated parents and how do we manage communication between those two parties? And I've only ever seen this child with mum, and now dad wants a copy of everything. And how do we do those sorts of things? We've got a lot of resources on our website about those, um, but as a general rule of thumb, one of the things that you should do at intake when you first met a client is ask about if there's any, any parenting orders or any orders at all that are in place because those are those are law and we need to make sure that we're following that as a, as a basis for all of the things that we're going forward with. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. There's going to be some more podcasts coming out from mm -hmm. you both in yes. the very near future. Can you just give us a brief rundown on what we can look forward to? Sure. Well, we're going to cover more of the FAQs, more of the frequently asked questions, because we know that that's what people really are looking for some help with. And uh, some of the topics that we will be covering include advertising, testimonials, pictures, maintaining a professional presence on platforms, social media platforms, where we're used to interacting with them in our personal lives. How do you do that as a professional, which is always an interesting discussion. And we, we're going to do some uh, record some podcasts with ethics board members so that should be absolutely fascinating fantastic thank you very much and um, we look forward to hearing the remainder of those podcasts from our ethics people thanks marie thanks marie thank you we hope you enjoyed this week's conversation remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues thank you for listening and bye for now